People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Brothers Talk family, as we join you once again in the car, the gym, the den, kitchen, barber, a beauty shop, in the backyard, on the corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism around support for the Black community. And welcome to our first-time listeners, who we're glad you're joining us as part of our worldwide family. And we hope you'll help us spread the word about what we're doing here, promoting critical thought, enlightened conversations, and new business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. We hope you enjoyed your Juneteenth weekend as there were a lot of activities going on, but you did have to be careful because some of the so-called celebrations were nothing more than political opportunism or crass commercialism instead of any kind of meaningful commemoration of the ongoing struggle that we face in the fight to be treated as the equal citizens that we are. There's much work to be done, and while we definitely need to pause to commemorate the act that made enslavement illegal, we should be fired up with the desire to claim every right and benefit that our ancestors' blood, sweat, and tears earned for this nation and that every other ethnic group seems to be benefiting from. And once more and again, we are also your weekly alarm clock reminding everyone to sound off about getting vaccinated, social distancing, and avoiding super spreader events. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. And as usual, thank you, family, for your continued support. And I'm going to continue to harp on what I harp on every week, and that is we're not taking the pandemic and the virus serious. I mean, I I read an article the other day about some new developments uh, that they're not even talking to the media. The media is not even talking about about uh, uh, the Omicron is making a comeback. Uh, and so I just want people to go out there, be safe. You know, I went to some events. I wear my mask all the time everywhere I go, but it was sad to say that my wife and I were the only two people at the event, uh, with a mask on, you know, so, uh, go out there, support, support each other, but more importantly, be safe and keep other people safe. Norm. Thanks Scott. And I just want to take a minute to honor the African-American fathers out there. According to the CDC, the most involved fathers in the country. And I just want to take this minute to salute the Black fathers out there doing their thing. Let's keep it up. Stronger communities, stronger families, stronger Black people. Rod? We're flipping the script this week. As a few months ago, we did an episode based on a list of things we call things Black people need to stop doing. And this time we're going in the opposite direction with things that Black people need to do more of. Now, some of these may seem obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people may have missed them. So even if you already know them, there's no harm in repeating them just in case. First up, language. We've got to maximize our efforts to stop the media and in particular the far right from getting away with calling efforts at equity and equality like reparations, gifts. White resistance is strategically couched in appealing to 
even so-called moderate and liberal white racism by using phrases like giving us opportunities instead of saying we've been denied access to what we earned in the 403 years that we've been here. It's insidious because even those moderate and liberal whites can find themselves wondering if they and their children and grandchildren might have something taken away from them in order for it to be given to us. You know, what black people got to start doing, black folks, what I really want us to do is just start focusing on parenting, good parenting, what good parenting is. What do you have to do to produce a kid, a child that's going to be a contributor to society as opposed to somebody that's doing something negative? And just because you have two parents in the home, which I think is a good thing, but it doesn't mean that that a, a kid is going to turn out to be this outstanding kid, outstanding citizen. And what happens is what, I, what, what appears to happen to me is, is that a kid would get in trouble, a black kid would get in trouble and they'll say, oh, it's because he doesn't have a father at home. It's because, so they'll pick out those few cases where kids uh, don't have a father in the home and they'll, they'll lay it all on the lack of a father as opposed to all of these people who are doing great jobs there needs to be an, an, an effort to point out the single, that single parents are doing a great job. A lot of single parents are doing a great job raising kids. We also need, in my opinion, to be more politically mature. We have to stop letting the white establishment take entertainers and use them as political tools to define Black agenda. We have to actually get our best and brightest to actually do that and not people who make us laugh and sing and what have you. And we also have to become more politically aware in regards to our politicians, holding them accountable and make sure that they're representing us and our interests while in office. We simply go vote and after that we walk away for two to four years and just complain. We have to be more in tune with what's going on daily, weekly, monthly, what have you, but we have to be in the game. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more with both of you because, as you say, Scott, we need to emphasize the good parenting that's going on, period, and stop trying to allow the people, the other people to control the narrative. And you're right, Norm, that certainly we definitely want to be more in charge of who's telling our stories instead of letting white America assign us these celebrities and clowns who really don't have any skin in the game because if nothing else, wealth keeps them from having the ability to empathize with the struggles of those in the day-to-day grind. And we need to also adopt the terms enslavement and enslaved instead of slavery and slaves, because our ancestors were business people, farmers, homemakers, engineers, doctors, lawyers, kings and queens, princes and princesses who were kidnapped from the African continent, and they were not slaves. It does something to our psyche to see ourselves as having slaves as our ancestors, and especially our young people in the school system, when kids from every other ethnic group are getting to claim the richness of their history, even when they came here fleeing from some type of persecution. You know, Rod, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, both of you uh, make outstanding points. Uh, one of the things that I think that we got to stop, we got we have to start doing, is uh, you know we got to start actually getting back to who we are you know black people gotta we all say i hear in conversations how talented we are and how smart we are and how adaptive adaptive we are 
but yet we still sitting on the sideline. And, and I think if we start back looking inward into who black people really are, you know, we, we are the strongest race out here. Um, it, it's been proven. You know, they tried to wipe us off the face of the earth, but we're still standing. Uh, we are creative. We are the most creative group out here, but we don't, we kind of shy away. For some reason, we won't stand up and just and, 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 and take ownership of who we are for some reason. They, I guess they beat us down so bad, so much, that for some reason we just won't take ownership of it. Another thing I like to see in our community, I like to see us work together for common good more. We do not do this enough. For some reason in our community, we're in competition with each other. And as a minority, we cannot build, we cannot sustain anything as long as we're willing to compete and give other communities our dollars and not support our businesses and our institutions within our community. We will have nothing unless we are able to do that. And we need to do more to be sure we understand what CRT is and what it is not and demand that it be both studied and taught to take it from being critical race theory to critical race facts. That 403 years of racist policies, laws, and systemic structures have definitely negatively impacted our community in basically every category that counts. One of the things that, that to, to me is critical, uh, and Noam, you hit on it a little bit, of how we, we got to start supporting each other. You know, you ain't got to love them, but you got, we got to start supporting each other. And we just got to stop. Well, one of the things we got to start doing is actually supporting white businesses and stop giving just lip service to it. Because you hear people talk about it all the time about we got to support black businesses, but yet that seems it's not happening. So we got to stop giving lip service services to black causes and actually put some real skin in the game and actually support those black causes. And I also feel we have to make a real commitment to education. We as a community are totally, totally involved and given to being entertained. We have to turn that TV off. We have to put those cell phones down, especially with our children, and literally get back to reading. I mean, reading literally is a lost art in our community. And we really have to get back to the basics and give our young people an opportunity to grow and reach their full potential. And certainly along with that, Norm, because I think this is one of your pet narratives, is that we have to focus on our health because what we were just talking about is that, you know, 403 years of stress, 403 years of being dealt the worst hand of any group that's here has had such deleterious effects on our health that we have to do our best to overcome that. And that means that we have to not only understand what stress has done to us and what, what some of the environments that we're brought up in where we've got lead in the water and other chemicals that are making us uh, come up in environments that are super fun sites or nearby where lots of pollution is, but we have to do our best to come up with not only solutions and work together to ensure that we're not adding on to it by having poor diets, by not exercising. I mean, it is shameful to look around and see some of the obesity that is out there, which is, let's just face it, it's killing us. That, well, that, that was a, a mouthful of, uh, and, and so 
the thing that I think that people got to do too, in, in, in regards to what you just talked about, the obesity epidemic out here, we got to stop doing what everybody else following other ethnicities, mainly white folks, and get back to the basics of how we used to eat, how we used to exercise just because they stopped PE in, um, in schools. Black people were always active, always outside doing things. But for some reason, we're sitting in front of the TV, uh, eating potato chips or or playing a video game. Uh, and it just seems like we're mimicking other cultures and not ours. And another issue that we have that is really, really important today is our mental health. Right now, as far as suicides, our children are really, really having an issue with dealing with the pandemic, the effects of the pandemic, and just everyday life in this country. And it's really not just the children, the adults as well. And Rod, as you mentioned, the stress that we have over 400 years being on this continent has really taken its toll on our people. And we really have to adjust our mental health issues in this country. Uh, we need a lot of therapy and we really have to be aware of this issue and, and how it affects our community. And we also need to take control of our narrative. And along with that, we need to do the work of holding on to our culture and not allowing it to be continuously stolen from us whether it's our music, our style, and even our history. Because when we let them get away with that, we're also giving away the revenues that are associated when someone else owns the rights to our stories or decides to exploit them for their own financial gains. We get poor and madder while other communities get richer and happier. That, and that, that, that actually, Rod, applies almost across the board. It seems like, you know, we're... We the one paid the benefit. We, we the one paid dues for the marijuana industry in the early stages because we're we've been selling it. We're going to prison for it. We're going to prison for marijuana, but there non-black people become filthy rich multimillionaires by producing a product that we're still going to prison for. Let's support our HBCUs. What Deion Sanders, Coach Sanders, I should say and other athletes that are coming back as coaches are showing is that we need to invest in our universities and schools, and we need to get our best and our brightest excited about going back to our schools and literally make that the foundation of building our community. That's a great point, Norm. And, you know, we've been highlighting the fact that we're not just talking about the athletes. We're also talking about the best and brightest, the gifted students, that we want to encourage them to go and lift the profiles of these HBCUs. You know, why go to a Harvard or Yale and be a, a small fish in a huge pond having to compete against them when you could really go and stretch your stuff at an HBCU and help that HBCU in the, in the same breath? And so, this one we got from octogenarian civil rights pioneer, Dr. Walter D. Palmer, who shared with us early in our podcast history that we should be referring to ourselves as people with color rather than people of color, because as he says, of color means we're defined by our color and every negative thing that people associate with that in their own minds versus if we define ourselves as a person with color then we're saying that the color of our skin is simply one aspect of our personhood and not the defining characteristic any more so than the nature of my hair, my height, or any other visible or non-visible part of who I am. 
Let us be people with color instead of people of color. The other thing to Raj, you kind of made me listening to you talk, made me think about how black people in terms of color, we got to get away from this colorism. And we got to understand because there's still black folks who think that because they're a lighter complexion, they're better, better off. And in their minds, they are, but that's really not the case. Uh, if you're not white, they don't view you as light skin or dark skin. It's just you're not white. We need to address the issue of food deserts in our community and make sure that our people, and again, this goes along with obesity and health. This is all tied together and mental health that make sure our people have access to healthy green vegetables, fruits, what have you, and especially our children so we can teach them proper nutrition from day one. And let's embrace all parts of our community because a lot of the dissension and division that happens now is forces that are, are our forces that are outside of our community trying to drive a wedge between the members of our community. You know, when we see situations like the LGBTQI community going after Dave Chappelle, when Dave Chappelle didn't attack them, but you had people trying to force that narrative and basically trying to get them to get Dave Chappelle canceled. And so we don't have any people to spare in this, this situation. So we need to embrace all those who are fighting for the same cause. Now make that very clear because another thing we need to do is we need to get rid of those who are, are turncoats in our own community who are working against our best interests. But anybody else who's really looking for diversity, equity, and inclusion inside our communities, we need to embrace them. You know, Noam, you mentioned uh, we need to become more politically astute or, or aware or something to that effect. But what we got to start doing is if our representatives aren't representing us the way that we want to represent, wanted to be represented. If they're not, if they're not out there doing the bidding for the citizens, we got to just recall them. Let's not wait until this time for uh, a next election. And, and people got, like Noam said, you know, we got to become more uh, politically savvy and stop just going along with, oh, name recognition. Take a look and see what people have done. What have they done for your community? If they haven't done the things that they were sent there to do, then get rid of them. And another thing I'd like to see us more involved in more politically as an agenda, we have to have a strong foreign policy agenda as well. Just not a national policy agenda as African-Americans because there's a diaspora all over the world. There are Black people all over the world and we have to be a voice for them as well. And not only just for our, our people in this country. So last thing I want to tie in is those last two points that you both made, because we definitely need to get more involved politically. And even if that means running for office, because, you know, we can't leave our fates up to the same people who continue to let us down with false promises and outright lies in either party. And so we need to start going to these town hall meetings. We need to start going to the town council meetings. We need to go to the mayor's office and take advantage of our rights as citizens to, to be heard because you'd be surprised when you do something as simple as that 
how much more effective you are than just being at home complaining or being at home just giving up because it's really not a lot of people who are at a lot of these meetings who are getting a lot of attention and a lot of other things done. And to your point there as well, Norm, is that when we look, there are other nationalities and ethnicities who would actually be in solidarity with us around what white supremacy has done in their countries. And so what's the old saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so not only does that look like the African nations, but that can also look like Asian nations. That can look like South American nations because white imperialism has been something that has decimated and has taken advantage and exploited their communities as well. And so those are some folks that are probably ready to be in the fight with us to eliminate the horror that is white supremacy that is continuing to, to wreak havoc across the globe. So in our Black Business Spotlight of the Week, meet Chef Liz Rogers, the founder, president, executive chef of Creamalicious, one of the only Black-owned national ice cream brands in mass production. She prides herself on being truly innovative with her whimsical two-in-one desserts that pair freshly baked pastries with homemade ice creams made with only the freshest ingredients. She's been highlighted in the media for her highly sought after food and inspiring work in the community. Currently, her products are being sold at thousands of locations of Walmart, Target, Meyer, Snucks, and other grocery retailers. Learn more about the company on their official website at socreamalicious.com. So that's a wrap for another program. And we hope that you'll start to think about things that we need to be doing more of. And please send them along to us. God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on a path to a better future. And don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next episode, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest, and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today, because that's all we really have.